0: This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Heck yeah, it's the Monty Show. Monday, October 11th, 2021. I know like seven people whose birthday it is today. So that's why we're gonna give away a Traeger Smoker Ironwood 650 Let's go! today, because we erupted. It was like a fountain of awesomeness. Kilauea and stuff. Kilauea and things. We're at 2,532 subscribers go. on the show. You know the deal, as soon as we got the 2,500, we were giving away a Traeger Smoker Ironwood 650, pending availability um we're gonna throw in the accoutrements like a cover and some pellets and you're gonna be good to go we'll pull that name um as we uh end the show uh, probably 20 minutes left in the show we'll pull it uh before we talk about squid game why 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 did we do it why did we watch squid game because i I don't uh, understand it, it, it.
1: it it was a world sensation and we had to get on the train much like this show
0: yeah I mean it is a it's a world of pain uh, speaking of a world of pain why don't we start the show with BYU um, the season's over all right cool let's talk Burn U's it football. to the ground right we don't have to talk about B- let's talk BYU football uh, because I was amazed um, you know Sunday mornings usually are are awesome or terrible on Twitter and with this <laughs> loss right I mean seriously. Seriously, with this loss to Boise State, um, it, you kind of had the idea that this was going to be a rough Sunday morning. And sure enough, you wake up with almost 100 Twitter notifications. I will try to stay calm and not curse. Well, and the thing is, everybody's like, oh, the season's over. Playing out the string. Worst case scenario, we lost in Utah one. And it's like bros. Really? Is, is that where this team is? You are 5-1. and one. You have good wins on your schedule. You have good wins coming up on your schedule, potentially. The season is far from over. And I guess, Jake, this is, this is the philosophical question that we have to ask and answer today. Did the loss to Boston State, who you tip your cap to, by the way, they came out, they made plays, caused turnovers, BYU did not. Um, You know, Boise State had a quarterback that was capable of, you know, quarterbacking. BYU did not. Mm -hmm. BYU lost this game. Boise won this game. Is the season over for BYU?
1: So I don't think the season's over. I do understand why people are going to go ahead and say, well, you know, our hope of getting to the college football playoff is pretty much dead. And I largely agree with that. I think you're going to need help to get in the college football playoff now rather than it being in your control. Now, I think some of the things that are helping you is the fact that Alabama lost. Right. You have several good teams this week who lost. So that's definitely helping you. But but I think the problem here is that teams like Alabama and and Georgia and all these all these you know teams that we're constantly hearing about every single year they have a lot of weight behind them with with the committee you know they have a lot of uh, they have a reputation about them with the committee and I think that BYU doesn't have that right now and so you know if you're a BYU fan you're like damn we just lost to Boise State like at home you know at Lavelle like how did that happen you know it feels like our season just ended. And I get why you're feeling that way. Now, other on the other side of the the coin, I guess what the silver lining would be that yes, you are five and one. Yes, you 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 are still going to go to a major bowl. I don't think anybody doubts that. But I just think that there was so much hype around getting to the college football playoff. You know, your last couple of years of independence here really making um you know a lot of noise. And I think that's just hard for people uh to take. But I think. The the issue that that really I think should be upsetting you is not the loss. The, it's not the fact that you have a one in the loss column that should be upsetting you. Uh, to me, what should be upsetting is how the quarterback situation was handled and and the choices that were made. You know, we were uh, obviously following who was starting this game, and you know, right up to it, and then you hear that Jaron's going to play and he's going to start the game, and you just start to wonder. Okay, well. So what you're saying is that you have more, you know, what you're saying is you have more trust in a, I don't know, let's just be, let's be
0: nice, a 70% Jaron Hall rather in, than 100%, 100% Conner. In a guy, in a huge game, yeah. who's not 100%, you yeah. have more trust in him, and I think this is a huge conversation this morning, and as a BYU fan, this is one that you need to think about very seriously, was it a mistake to have Jaron Hall on the field Saturday? There's no question it was. We told you all, late, all week long, our sources in the program told us that Jaron Hall had a lack of, of arm strength early in the week, that he did not have full mobility, um, that they were not comfortable with him taking any kind of big shot, and yet they played him anyway. And very clearly, Jaron Hall, I think, ran six times for minus three yards total. This was a mistake. He was not prepared, nor was he ready to play. He threw the ball just fine. But what you saw was a kid that was out there playing careful, and he was not prepared to play this game. He physically was not capable of playing this game. And what this tells you is exactly what you, Jake, tweeted on Saturday. BYU does not believe in Jacob Conover. They do not believe that Conover was ready to go, and that's why Jaron Hall was in the game. It was that simple. Yeah. And this was a huge mistake, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I and I think it's 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 a little bit surprising to me that that you you know Kalani and the in the coaching staff decided to go with somebody who who you know and again I don't know I I, I don't have the privilege to go to practice every day or to see Jaron up close or to kind of really measure where he's at. But needless to say, if we're being nice, let's just say he's eighty percent. If we're being nice, maybe it's less than that. But let's no, just... he was
0: not. He was not eighty percent. I'm telling you, okay, he was sixty percent. Sixty. He was able to throw the ball and That was it.
1: Okay, fifty or sixty percent. Let's throw it in in that realm. What all I'm saying is that I just found it really surprising that they decided to go that route. And and I think you know really, if you read between the lines, based on what our so- sources were telling us. And based on what ended up happening to me, what this screams is, hey, Conover had a nice week of practice, but he's still a young guy. You know, he's unproven, highly recruited, but unproven. And this was a big game, and I want to go with a veteran. That that's what I feel like Kalani said, and I and I felt like BYU thought that they were going to come into this game, that they were gonna they were gonna scheme to keep Jaron from running you know, they were going to keep him in the pocket and, and try to, you know, basically overcome his shortcomings due to injury. And they thought that would be enough. And what I'm telling you is Jaron wasn't even really the reason you lost the game. And this is what happens in sports. When you're so focused on one portion of the game, you have a lack of discipline in other areas of the game, meaning Peeney fumbling once or twice. You know, you've got Algier fumbling, you know, super uncharacteristic of, of Tyler Algier to fumble the football. This game was like Jaron wasn't even the issue. I felt like, yes, did, did he help? Not really, but Man. fumbling and all these mistakes and all the things that, that they did
0: to hurt themselves is why you lost the game. I totally disagree. I think you lost the game because you started Jaron Hall. You didn't have a chance to win this game. And, and I know that um, these are college kids and they're amateurs and we can't blame the kids. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm not blaming the kids. I'm blaming the coaches because this was a mistake to play Jaron Hall. He was incredibly limited. And let's just be honest, let's be brutally honest about who Jaron Hall is as a quarterback. This is a guy um, who, if he doesn't have his legs and he's not running, and if if the, the RPO is not a serious threat, he is a very, very average football player, especially at the quarterback position. I'm telling you, he is not a guy you want sitting in the pocket diagnosing a defense throwing the football. That's not his highest best use. And that that may be Baylor Romney's highest best use, but that certainly is not... What is best for Jaron Hall? It's just this this kid needs to be able to run. We saw it multiple times against Utah and ASU where he broke their backs with big runs. He was never going to do that on Saturday against Boise State.
1: Well, what do those big runs do for him? And I think this is super important because it plays to why I disagree with the decision to start him. Jaron being able to run opens up the pass game for him as a player, right? Like if you look at Baylor Romney, Baylor Romney is a guy who can diagnose the defense and place the ball wherever he wants on the field due to the fact that he has a huge arm. Jaron does not have that huge arm, right? Let's just, let's just assume that Jaron's 100% walking into any game, right? What has to happen for Jaron Hall to be successful? Jaron Hall has to gain the defense's respect by running the football and showing that he has he is a legit dual-threat guy that you got to constantly be spying. Once that happens, then the passing game opens up. So the idea that you would start this guy at 50%, let's say, or 60%, knowing that he can't throw the
0: football, knowing that he can't run the football, is beyond me. But see, he threw the ball well. And again, not to say you're wrong, I completely disagree with you. Jaron Hall running the football does one thing and one thing only. It brings everybody closer to the line of scrimmage. This is why I have said all season long, Baylor-Romney's your best option. But when Jaron Hall's in the game, the thing that makes him so different is the underneath passing game. Right. That's that's the difference maker. Because when has if you look at Tyler Algier, when has he had his biggest games? When Jaron Hall's not the quarterback, that's when he's had his biggest games. Because when you have a guy like Baylor Romney in the game who can take the top off of the defense, who has a cannon for an arm, you can't have seven, eight, nine guys in the box. You can't have, and what did we see against Jaron Hall? I tweeted pictures of this. Go back and look at it. The safeties never respected the deep ball against Jaron Hall because I'm telling you, it's just not who he is as a quarterback. He cannot beat you, Jaron Hall, if he is simply standing in the pocket running the ball. And the thing that his run game brings is it just brings more space underneath because you got to have more guys down on the line of scrimmage. But Jaron Hall is not a guy that's going to throw the ball over the top and beat you. That's Baylor Romney. Mm -hmm. Jaron Hall's highest best use is the RPO using a guy like Tyler Algier to run the football to create opportunities for Jaron Hall underneath. The play action is is Jaron Hall's best friend. I would also tell you, by the way, it's every quarterback's best friend, but he especially needs it. And again, I just want to emphasize this. It is not Jaron Hall's fault he was on the field. He is going to play when you allow him to play. He had no business being the starting quarterback for BYU on Saturday against Boise State. None. He did not even really attempt to run because his ribs are not healthy. I've told you this for two weeks, and everybody that wants to tell me, hey, you don't have sources, you're wrong. Like, go back and look at the last two weeks of of YouTube comments. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Wrong. Okay, well, tell me what I told you, and I'll repeat it for you in case you didn't hear it. That this kid had limited mobility. They did not feel comfortable having him on the field two weeks ago at Utah State because they did not want him to take a hit because his ribs were an issue. And his ribs are still an issue. And now this week, this shoulder injury crept into the conversation where he wasn't able to until Thursday really propel the ball with any kind of force down the field. And you played him anyway. And in my opinion, you did this kid a disservice. And I've rarely said this about Kalani Sataki. I've rarely ever criticized Kalani because I think he truly is one of the best coaches in the country. Kalani Sataki, you did Jaron Hall a disservice by playing him this week against Boise State. This should have been the Jacob Conover start from day one. I said that last Friday. I'll say it again Monday. I said it all last week, and I'm going to say it again today. Jacob Conover should have gotten the start. Against Boise State. The BYU coaching staff did Jaron Hall a significant disservice by playing him against Boise because he wasn't himself. He was not able to play his game. And furthermore, I'll also say this no, this season did not come to an end. When you have the schedule that BYU has, and if you look at what is left for BYU to play for, this is the exact same conversation we had about Utah last week. You knew you were heading to the Coliseum. And we'll get into that game in a minute, by the way. But if you look at what BYU has left on their schedule, you're going to Baylor, you're going to Washington State, two road games against two teams that are P5s. Baylor's well respected, Dick Rolovich in in Pullman uh is not well respected. They're not a great football team, but it's on the road in the Pac12. Those are two good wins. Then you take a you take a a gaunt back home and you're like, "Okay, now it's Virginia." Virginia is a really, really important game now because you should win these next two games. There's no question in my mind that you should win these next two games. When you come back home for Virginia in three weeks, that's a must-win football game because that's a team that is has played good football this year. Are they one of the top five teams in the country? No, but you can only play who's put in front of you. That's BYU's job. And their job currently is to go to Waco and beat David Koresh and the Baylor Bears. Okay, I feel better. Do you feel better, dude? Like I'm 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 tired of being nice because it's BYU. I'm tired of, oh well, you know, Jaron, he did his best. Let's pray. Yeah. No, we're not gonna pray. He shouldn't have been on the field. If you wanna grow as a football program, and you better embrace this as you get into the Big 12, because this is gonna be a significant yeah. difference for you. You better be able to take some very critical, critical retrospective looks at how you prepared for this Boise State game. Because there were mistakes made. That much is very clear. Yeah. Is that BYU made mistakes in preparation for this game? And I don't know. I don't know what you did not see from Jacob Conover that you thought Jaron Hall should be the starting quarterback. I am stunned. And this is why I didn't tweet much Saturday during the game. Like, we – I was really frustrated watching that game because it's not Jaron Hall's fault. It's not his fault. He should not have been out there. I I just – and I don't mean to be redundant, and I know I just spent 10 minutes rolling on this, but I'm telling you that if a kid has only half of his skill set available to him and you lose, is that his fault or your fault? Because Jaron Hall took an ass whooping on Twitter. His deep throwing, his passing wasn't the issue. The problem is that's his best passing. They like Listen, he's not a gifted thrower of the football.
1: Yeah, the, the, his passing is an issue overall, though, because he's not a gifted thrower of the football. That's the problem, right? That that's that's what I think. My, that's personally, that's what my issue is. Like I love Jaron. I love the dual threat dynamic. I love what they. What they can do, but the fact is, is that you know when you have a guy in 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 Baylor Romney, not that he was available, when, but when you have that option as a football team, you're you're gonna play him, and and so you know the idea that you rolled into this game and you're like, well, you know, a half healthy Jaron is better than a full healthy Conover, you know, is like I, I don't know, it's kind of beyond me, dude. Like I I feel like if you're isn't isn't it is it not a bigger risk to play a fifty percent Jaron Hall than it would be to play hundred percent Jacob Conover? Like, isn't that
0: a bigger risk to play a guy who's hurt over someone who's healthy? I think it is. I, I, and I think, well, if Jaron Hall can't run, he, you don't want him as your starting quarterback. I mean, that that is, that is uh, again, I know that's harsh. And sometimes people get upset when we criticize college kids. Well, guess what? They're professional athletes. If Jaron Hall can't use his legs, he is not a very good quarterback. He is strictly average. He's not a guy. With all due respect, if if Jaron Hall is one dimensional and is a a pocket passer, I'm I'm not that interested. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I I'm not. He is a guy that is dynamic because he has the ability to break you off with big runs. That's that's why he he is. That's why he's dangerous. He threw the ball fine. He he. he I mean, listen. What were what was he? Twenty two of thirty seven. Three o two a touchdown and a pick. He was fine. It, it, the issue for me was obviously the turnovers. Um, Tyler Algier had never lost a fumble, um, and then you know Peeney, I it, it's raining, it's wet, cool. So it was the same way for Boise. It you play in the rain, it's Provo, Utah, man. The weather is always going to be a factor, but the these turnovers. I think what you had on Saturday in Provo. Was a team that knew they had a wounded duck playing quarterback. And so guys were trying to do more than they should have been trying to do. Yeah. That's it. Ball security has never been an issue for a Kalani Sataki football team. They do not turn the ball over on a regular basis. They yeah. have not. And that is that's it's it's freakish. And it's because they were trying to do too much. Yeah. There is, and I know Kalani teaches this when guys are holding you up, it is a skill to get to the ground as a running back. And when you're trying to do too much and you're fighting for extra yards, you're going to lose the football. And it, it's one of those things where if you watch the best offenses, they do not have running backs that are, are fighting for half an extra yard. Now, if you're third in inches and you're fighting for that first down, okay, I get that. But on the regular, that's just not that's yeah. not the smart what smart football teams do. And that's not what Kalani teams have done. And Kalani teams have not turned the ball over. They're disciplined. They are a well-coached team. I think they knew that they had to do a little bit extra because she had a quarterback issue. That's, that's very clear to me. And again, I, I, I see the comments and I see people you know, saying I'm being too hard. I, I don't believe that I am. I, I've covered football for 25, 30 years now. I know what I'm looking at. And I know that this is a situation with a quarterback who just physically was not capable of playing. And it is not Jaron Hall's fault that they lost this game. He did what he was asked to do. The fault lies in the coaching staff because all we've heard about with all due respect, all we've heard about is Conover, 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 stud, stud, like, Oh my God. Okay. Well, where was he? Yeah. Where was he? Great question. If you're three, four quarterbacks deep and you're th- legitimately, you are three quarterbacks deep. Where's the third guy. Are you telling me that hey, what you saw in, in Logan two weeks ago wasn't what you had expected? What did you expect to happen? That's that's what I, I just want to understand that, by the way, I understand he's been been serving a mission for two years and this is his first competitive football in three years. If he's not ready to go, why is he active? Yeah. What like it, this is why you recruit depth. Look at the situation at Utah. They're starting quarterback quit. And they have a guy who, by the way, Played pretty well at the Coliseum on Saturday. They won a game in L.A. against USC for the first time in over 100 years with Cam Rising as their starting quarterback. Pretty good. You just don't I, – I, I'm frustrated about BYU. It's it's really unfortunate. This team should be 6-0. and They are better than Boise State. Well, I thought they were better because they were not better Saturday.
1: Yeah, I just don't think that the – I think it, the, the game was over as soon as you decided – to To go that route with Jaron, and and it's not an indictment on Jaron. It's not like he was 100% and played poorly. But I just think that with where the team is at, you you weren't in a position to 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 run him out there. And and I and I really truly believe, like we see this all the time in sports. Hey, we got an injury. We got to play a young guy. What? Look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not where he is today unless Bloodsoe gets hurt. Right? It's football. Football like, hurts. It's, it's you're it's gonna next have man injuries. Up. Yeah. Like you know, and, and I don't understand. And I think you make a great point. If Conover is such a stud, and you're so good at developing guys, where where is he? Because he was the logical choice. Yeah, I think that's it's, a great point.
0: It's baffling, and nobody will ask Kalani that. Nobody well, I mean, will yeah. ask that. Yeah. Nobody will ask the critical question, and it's unfortunate that that's where we are with the BYU media. But and I get that BYU is very protective. They will limit you if you ask difficult questions. Totally get that. But to me. I look at you you let him throw the ball 37 times. And and by the way, I'd also remind you, you only gave Tyler Algier nineteen carries. Yeah. Your your quarterback cannot run. And you knew that going into this game. Yeah. You knew he was not going to run. You only gave your best running back, and arguably one of the best running backs in the country, 19 carries. Really? And by the way, I'd remind you. They only averaged four point one yards per carry, and 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 go back, having looked at this game multiple times now. Go back and look what the 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 Boise State defense was doing. They were within ten yards of the line of scrimmage because they were not going to allow. They were going to force Jaron Hall to beat him with his arm, and he couldn't do it.
1: And that's that that should speak volumes to you as a BYU fan about about where the genre of this game, like the vibe and the theme of this game, like hey, like they clearly knew that Jaron wasn't healthy.
0: Yeah, All right, let's get some comments in here. Uh, Dane says, morning, boys. Tanner Plummer says, tough loss for BYU, uh, but at least the Eagles won. Spencer says, hey, uh, Utes rolled. I told you they were going to be in that game. And we're going to talk about Utah in a minute. Chris Christlieb says, it's not over. Went out and New Year's Six is still in the cards. Absolutely agree. Spencer Morgan says, so much for four deep at quarterback. I don't think anybody says they're four deep. I think everybody believes that you, Baylor, um, Jaron, and and Conover are, you know, those are three guys that up until this week we all thought were ready to rock and roll as a number one. Um, Tanner says, season isn't over, but unless Boise becomes good, BYU's New Year's six chances are shot. I I just don't think that's the case. I, obviously, strength of schedule is a problem. The pac 12s a joke, um, and it is, it is really unfortunate that – you know, but again, Utah is – Utah beat SC. That certainly helps. Yeah. Um, and it'd be nice if Utah would go on and win the conference. Um, that would really help uh, BYU. Um, I look at Arizona. That's not going to help you at all. Arizona State needs to win games. Plain and simple. Arizona State needs to win games. Um, and yet it'd be nice if USC, you know, figured themselves out somehow – but that doesn't – with a rudderless ship, you don't have a head coach there. My guess is that's not going to change. And Keaton Slovis is – Keaton Slovis is not a good quarterback right now. He is not at all. Uh, BYU fan CJ says, no, no one had us 5-1 and one to this point. It's still a good season, and the only naysayers aren't fans of BYU. That's just not true. Yeah. Stop being a victim. And this is the other thing about BYU fans. You lost a game – don't automatically play the victim cards everybody hates the Mormons because that's just not the case. That's not. Yeah. This is a football issue. And the issue is, yes, you're still having an, an incredible season. You're going to go to Waco and you're going to win. And my guess is you're going to go to Washington State and you're going to win. And you're going to be 7-1. And you're going to come home and it's going to be the reunion with Bronco Mendenhall. And you better be unemotional about that. You better be unemotional about that. Celebrate him you know, in the run-up to the game, but when, when the ball goes up in the air, you need to go and pound Bronco's face into the turf, period. That That is what it is. Yeah. Because there's nothing there's nothing exciting about Bronco Mendenhall winning it at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Not a single thing. Um, Greg Hawkins says, good day, gents. Go Utes. Okay. Uh, Mind Axiom says, 2,500. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, morning, guys. Congratulations. Sean Mirzinski says, thank you. CJ says no fumbles in the red zone, and we're talking about a game manager Jaron winning us the game today. Yeah, but,
1: I agree. But you did fumble, that's and I difference. don't. I don't
0: think. Yeah, possibly. They, I mean, listen,
1: without the fumbles, they win the game. I don't think that's even in question. No,
0: I mean it was. I think the number was 38 total yards for those two scores yeah. off the off the fumbles. Like, yeah, I mean, but you, here's the other thing: I did not love the play calling. You know, like we're watching this game come down the stretch and. I mean, he ha- he had so many opportunities to run. It would it yeah. Anyway, uh, the blind swordsman DS says, "Oi, I don't want to hear about BYU." Ha ha. Morning, guys. Who has a better chance to win Rookie of the Year, Ben Simmons or Jared Butler? Exactly. <laughs> um, Brandon Whiteside says college football is lame. One loss and you're out unless you're Alabama. Hey, uh, listen, man. This year, there every I don't know that there's going to be many undefeated teams left. Um. I mean, if you look at the the scoreboard from the weekend, um, I mean the the wins and losses in the top twenty five. I mean, y- your nemesis now becomes Coastal Carolina, I guess, because they're six and zero, and what are they going to be twelfth in the country or whatever? Yeah, um, you know, Cincinnati is is proving to be legit. Uh, which is bad for USC because again, I'll just reiterate: Luke Fickle's not leaving Cincinnati.
1: I just think, listen, man, I don't think your season came to an end, but I think your college football playoff aspirations did. I I just don't see any way where the college football playoff is going to put a uh, a one loss BYU team in above an SEC team or you know any other
0: well, major player. I mean, if Alabama's a one loss team, that's one of those teams. Um, but I think when you when you look at you know. I, you have to believe that Alabama and Georgia are in. Um yeah. You know, I, I mean... I think
1: we can all agree those are the two best teams in the country.
0: I don't know about Alabama. I still maintain that this is not... This is not... You know, your grandpa's Nick Saban, Alabama, Crimson Tide. Um, you know, at some point, all that graduation's got to hurt you. Um, they're just not playing great football. And certainly on the defensive side of the ball, they're making so many mistakes. I... Anyway, the point is, I mean, you have a lot of teams that are that are going to lose. Um I can't you know, Cincinnati I don't know, how much respect do you get for Cincinnati going undefeated when they, they don't have a legitimate opponent left on their schedule? I mean, they're UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, USF, SMU and ECU. Yeah, not like, great. Come on. Yeah. I mean, is that a is that a huge accomplishment?
1: I mean, you know, an undefeated season is going to look really nice, you know, against all these one-loss teams, but I agree their strength of schedule is not good.
0: And their best win's going to be against a mediocre Notre Dame team. I mean, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm a Notre Dame see, fan is, and they're mediocre.
1: See, this is my problem. with college football. I, lo- I love the I love the brand, I love the game, you know, I love talking BYU and Utah and all this stuff, but the problem is, is there's no defined bar for success. You know, what you know, what, and, and and some people love that this is this is what we have to do every single season. But I don't particularly love it. I wish there was a a you know, a, a a bar, like a solid, you know, black and white, yes or no. Hey, BYU, you have to go undefeated to get a spot in the college football playoff. Right? Like I wish it was just that simple. Or, you know, hey, you have to have this or that to get there. You know, because it is teams like Cincinnati that that throw a loop. Like they they wreck the whole conversation because they don't have a good schedule. So I just wish that in college football it was
0: a little more straightforward, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. If they go undefeated, it's a different conversation. You know if they run the table with, and this is their one loss, it's a different conversation. And, you know and let's hope we get there. but you got to take it week by week. And then I look at what happened um, you know with Utah and this is just an unbelievable performance. And we asked the question on Friday on whether or not the, you know the, the emotion, um you know of this this Aaron Lowe murder and everything that you've been through in the last calendar year would that be would you be able to leverage that emotion and very clearly they did it, it is the inspiration that you get from a performance like this I, I mean it's so impressive to look at the numbers and see the way that um you know like Tavian Thomas i'm telling you that's my guy dude yeah. I, I i've said I've said pretty much all year, Jake, that that he's the best running back on this roster. And he's a guy in my mind that that you want to be your number one mm-hmm. if he wouldn't turn the football over. And what do you know? Uh Tavion Thomas didn't he ran sixteen times for 113 yards and a score. Um I thought Cam rising being twenty two of twenty eight incredibly efficient. Um but and again, I look at the wide receiver numbers. Um you know that that you had three wide receivers leading you, and then Dalton Kincaid and uh you know Keithy. I just think it's it was a great performance all around. It's I mean, exactly it's, it's, what it's, this offense should have been from week one.
1: Yeah, and and I and I and really, you know, I think it's exactly what this program should be overall. I mean, you're 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 talking about. You know, essentially, I mean, what, what was it, forty-two twenty-six or whatever it was? I mean, forty-two twenty-six, yeah, yeah. So you you doubled, you essentially double up USC, and, and and I think that that is really impressive. And 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 my biggest thing here is where has this been? Where where has it been? Where was it against BYU? Where was it against all these other yeah. teams? Because you can't tell me that it took somebody. You know, all due respect to Aaron Lowe and that whole situation. You can't tell me that. That tragedy happens, and all of a sudden, you turn into a good football team. This has been here. It is a question of, like, why now is it just now coming
0: out? And so, because the wrong guy started a quarterback. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I right? guess I
1: mean that's the that's the only, that's where my mind takes me. But but I'm also saying, okay, well, what changed? Was it did did was it just that that the Aaron Lowe tragedy changed the whole dynamic of this program that 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 it that it brought the team together in a way where they were not together when to your point when Charlie Brewer was in the program because I could see that hey we have a guy Charlie Brewer who isn't you know is is, by all due account is not some great leader and everything he's kind of in it for him which leads your football team to kind of be divided and then you go and get your 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 ass handed to you a couple times and then he quits and then Aaron Lowe happens and then all this stuff happens and it's like, okay. Where do we go from here? We're going to SC. How do we do this? And and so it just feels like one of these wins where where they've turned a corner. And the only question left in my mind is, okay, let's do it again. Let's go kick somebody else's ass
0: now because that was fun. Well, now you're going to host Arizona State in a game to, de- to decide who's got control of the South. Yeah. Because if Arizona State wins this game, they are in firm control of the Pac-12 South. And when you look at, at what's ahead for – for Utah, I mean, you're gonna go. Your toughest games clearly are at home, with the exception of Oregon State. And then you got to ask yourself, okay, well, when does Oregon State come back to earth? Yeah, because uh, they're that they're happened. they're leading the North right now at at two and one and four and two overall. Um, you know, you're you're home for Arizona State at Oregon State, UCLA at home at Stanford at Arizona, home for Oregon and home for Colorado, and those are all games that, in my opinion, you should win. Yeah. Um. You know, you're better than Oregon State is. Can you go on the road uh, to Corvallis and execute? That's a big question. And I think if you can get this kind of running performance, if you can get Tavion to run the football the way he did, there's no reason this team can't win the South. Because as Cam Rising continues to grow as a starting quarterback on this team and in this offense, you need ball control. Because the, the best way to develop a quarterback is to have a really good running game. Um, Because if he's going to struggle or if he's going to have off moments, you're going to need that running back core to come through. And uh, again, I I just think I, I look at the numbers in this win. And it's not that you put up 42 points. That's not to me the thing that stands out so much. I continued it to say that when I look at Dalton Kincaid, I think this is your best weapon on offense. Yeah. And it was nice that you got the, the deep shot out of Theo Howard. Um, that's always great to have. Dalton Kincaid, to me now, has become your most dangerous receiver. And it, I think Cam likes throwing him the football. I think they have chemistry. I would, I would absolutely leverage that relationship. And Brent Keith, going to find his. He always does. Um, but you need one guy. And I'm telling you, it's Dalton Kincaid. He is he's got the size, he's got the route ability. I, I love that I love that kid playing football. And I, I'm telling you, we need more Tavion Thomas. Yeah. We need that guy to not fumble the football and we need him to run with authority. Because I think they're a better offense when he does, and I think he's a big part of why they won that game.
1: Yeah, and I think Utah is 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 a team that that really thrives after, you know, they they get going on the ground, you know. And and I know obviously Every football team does better when they run the football. Of course, that's just the general rule of thumb. But I think this incarnation of, the, of Utah football really needs that running game to kind of spark them and kind of get that play action going, so you can hit, you know, so you can hit Keith Kincaid and all these different guys. Like you need, you need the defense to respect. Thomas so that you can get that eight to 10 yard intermediate route going. And, and this is again, not to, not to go backwards here, but that's why we pointed out with BYU, what Boise state's defense was doing because in in that game, BYU wasn't really running the football. So, so what do you have? I mean, you have a a situation where the defense doesn't really have to respect you in any, any one area of the game. Whereas Utah versus USC, USC's defense was lost. I mean, USC's defense was – I mean, you were running on them. You were passing. You were dominating them.
0: Yeah, USC tried to stop the the run, yeah. and then they tried to stop the pass, and then they didn't try to stop anything. Yeah. And that's ultimately why they why, won the game. Which is why
1: you got 40 dropped on you. <laughs> that's, yeah. You know, I mean, that's just how it works.
0: Yep. Uh, all right, let's get some more of your comments. If Romney is available versus Baylor, do you play him? Oh, I know – I, I again, will just say yeah. it. Baylor, Romney's your best quarterback. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and from what I understand, he should be fine uh, for the Baylor game. Sean Mirzinski says they're beating USC. What a disgrace they are! Well, there you go. Kalani made the Kyle Whittingham decision to start Jaron Hall. Well, anyway, Ramiro says commenters questions coaching decisions quite a bit. I don't think I, I honestly think BYU gets a free pass mainly from the media. I think that. I think that there are people in this town that are very reticent to, to criticize BYU and I I think if I think you just need to to call it for what it is it was like, a mistake this was a mistake to start Jaron Hall <laughs> yeah and I think that this is not oh gee golly shucks this is big time college football yeah and to me guys need to be held accountable and Kalani made a mistake. It's that simple. He always he's a guy that believes in big time accountability. Kalani Sataki made a mistake. And, and that's
1: fine. It's going to happen. Yeah. But
0: let's not say, Oh, well,
1: you know, uh we're we're the victim and we're little brother. You guys don't want to play little brother when you're signing built bar deals and you're going to the Big Twelve, but then when you make a mistake, you want to play little brother. So you can't have it both ways. This that's is your saying.
0: this is your first real adversity of the season. This is when we find out who BYU football is. This is when we find out um, what kind of team BYU is like? How do they handle the adversity? Um, you know, what's the dynamic in the locker room? How close is this team? Is it truly a brotherhood? Um, are they all going to get together around a couple of uh, you know metal trash can barrels and burn their navy uniforms and ah! never and never ever wear them again? Why why navy? Why never Help again? Me. Never ever ever again.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. You're Michigan football now wearing that Navy. No, you're not. You're BYU.
0: Put the Royal on and let's get to work. Never douchebags ever again. Unbelievable. Uh, the blind sportsman says I'm right there with you, Monty. It's frustrating. BYU gets a great record every year and then blows it against a team. They should beat. Stop being nice to them. This loss was unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Win the damn game. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, Spencer says quarterbacks mismanagement is kind of a thing this year in the state. Yeah, I would agree with that. Tanner Plummer says, well, the BYU media would never ask those critical questions. No, I agree. They would not. They would not. I agree with that. Um, You know, I, I think it is all I'll say is you're five and one and every, you have same thing about Utah. You have everything left to play for. It's right in front of you, you know? and, And, and what do you always say about, about work? You know, Everything you want on the other side of hard. Yeah. And now hard is between you and everything you want. Because it's been easy to this point. Yeah, you've been rolling. It's been easy. Oh, Big 12, we beat Utah. Don't play him for two years. Like, it'll be the uh, – okay, well, now, guess what? Boise State handed you hard. And let's now go see what – you know, that probably came out wrong. It's an honor code <laughs> violation. Um, C. Shiver says, Cam Rising is a badass. I, I'm, I'm thrilled for the kid that to have that performance is I'm thrilled for the whole
1: program. I got to be honest with you. I mean, it, it was it, it just felt like such a negative. Like every time we talked we every time we were before the USC game talking about Utah, it was just like, god, like, you know, Aaron Lowe, Kyle Whittingham's done. Like, dude, like, can we can we just give Utah a break for like a week and come back to this? Like, it was not enjoyable to talk about. But but you know, I I I think and just like we were talking about Wit last week like and how he's you know, riding the string out here. I think we got to give him a lot of credit for turning this thing around a little bit because, uh, you know, again, the momentum was going in the wrong direction, and now you went and win a big, you went and won a big football game, and now let's see what you can do if you yeah. can do it again.
0: Roy Wall says uh, Boise State proved that when you stop the run, Hall cannot beat teams with his arm. Yeah, that I agree. I with mean, that 100%. perfectly said. He says, yes, you start Romney. Jeremy Bolton says Jaron wasn't the problem on Saturday. Sure, he wasn't a hundred percent. The six turnovers, two really bad ones that led to BSU only TDs. Well, but again, you can say Jaron wasn't the problem; his lack of mobility was a problem. It made it made BYU's offense one dimensional.
1: Well, and I and I think too, and this is again, this is your point, uh, and you've been saying this. I think the concept of hey, the offensive like guys like Tyler Ogier and Pini Katoa and all these guys know that Jaron is not 100%. So they're trying to fight for all these extra yards instead of just playing the way they usually play. And so that's why you get more turnovers. That's why things, you know, uncharacteristically happen. And so, again, just like you said, it's not necessarily Jaron's fault. Right. It is Kalani Sataki's fault. He is the one who will bear the responsibility of this garbage loss by BYU. But I just think, overall, you put Jaron in a bad position. And when you put guys in bad positions bad things happen. So I I just, again, I'll maintain, don't understand why you didn't run Conover out there, you know,
0: fully prepared running with the ones all week. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it is, um, it'll be interesting by the way. don't think the changing dynamic of the, the Salt Lake city media scene doesn't impact how this game is, (laughs) is talked about. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think it is very clear with the, the KSL takeover of the zone. Yeah. You know, that, We'll we'll see, we'll see. Either I, way, I don't the media,
1: know. The media is nice to sports teams in this town. So one way or the other, like you know, it is well what you it see is.
0: it with the Jazz all the time. I mean, yeah. it, it it so. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see exactly how, um, you know, exactly how the media handles handles this. Yeah. I mean, I would hope that somebody would step up and ask, "Case, you know, in retrospect, should Jaron Hall have played Saturday?" I mean, when's the last time we ever saw Jaron Hall not run for positive yards in an entire game? Yeah. It speaks to where his body's at. Yeah. I, I don't know that anybody will ask. I, I really don't know. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how, how – I, I like, the media today is going to be very interesting. That's yeah. all I'll say. Like, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'll leave it right there. Credit Boise State for playing with some fire. Yeah, absolutely. Boise caused those turnovers. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I mean, you have to credit Boise State. They executed. Um, They threw the ball more effectively than I think anybody thought they would. Um, they dealt with a home field advantage that BYU has that many teams have not been able to deal with. So.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too interested in giving Boise State a lot of credit here. I mean, I, 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 yeah, they, they went on the road and they played a nice little game. But let's be really honest about it. Let's not beat around the bush. BYU lost this game. And what I mean by that is you turn the ball over. You you boy like if you protected the football properly, Boise State wouldn't have had all those extra possessions and they wouldn't have scored as much as they did. So yeah. you know, to me, I just am not interested in giving a what what I am more than confident in calling a mediocre Boise State team a bunch of credit for winning a game on the road at Lavelle when when you had a crap game plan coming in the whole way. Like that's honestly how I feel. Like what what <laughs> were you thinking? What did you think was going to happen running a guy out there who's, you know, by, by what you say is 50%, let's be generous and call it 65-70, just to be generous. Even at that point, why are you running him out there? When you've got a kid who allegedly is some, you know, baller sitting on the bench waiting for his turn. I, I just, I don't know, man. It, I agree with you. They should be 6-0. That's that's what I agree with. You should be 6-0, and and this really had nothing to do with Boise State. That's
0: what I think. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, anyway. That, that I'm telling that the rain did not cause turnovers. No. I, I'm telling you, it didn't. Um, it's no different. Uh, CJ says it's no different than when the Jazz owned 1280. They still own 1280, by the way. The church does not own 1280. Bonneville manages misconception. it. Bonneville manages it. Um, they danced around the Jazz so much it was bad. 1320 was the only one critical of them, and look what happened. Well, 1320 didn't go out of business because they were critical of the Jazz. 1320 went out of business because they Cumulus Media who owned 1320 Kfan was in receivership, was going into bankruptcy, and they were able to get money for the land and the towers that they wanted to make to pay down their debt load. 1320 Kfan when I was running Kfan, our general manager was a guy named Terry Mathis, and we made 2014 was the best financial year that station's ever had. Like we were making money uh, both of our, our afternoon show and our morning show were, were top rated. Like, 1320 was thriving. That was a business decision to close 1320 down. They chose not to support Sports Talk in in on that format. And so they sold the land under the tower and got paid for it. Yeah. And now it – by the way, a guy named Vic Michaels used to own that signal. Now he sold it to Catholic Radio. So it will forever, pretty much forever be Catholic Radio. So – Yes, it is? I'm telling you, this town is in desperate need of an independent third sports talk station. Thirsty, I mean, like desperately needs it. But I don't know how many people have the cojones to do it, because to do it, it's not cheap, and you need you need some wherewithal. You need to. It's 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 not unlike any small business that you're going to open. You're going to lose money for a while. Yeah, I mean that is is, is simply as, as it can be said, you're going to lose money for a while. So. Get ready to to lose money for a while, um, one hundred percent turnovers. The story of this game, Jake uh, Jeremy Bolton says. Damn rain and Navy. I'm telling you, the rain didn't cause the I, turnovers. I,
1: it, I don't want to hear about the rain because at the end of the day, it's not like it was just raining on BYU. I was going to say, did like, Boise
0: play in a different climate? Like,
1: were they playing with umbrellas over their head or something? Like, what are we talking about here, man? Like, it, you're 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 Tyler Algier. You're one of the best backs in the country. It is there is no excuse. Yeah. None, dude. Like you don't get and this is this is the one the one of the only things that kind of bothers me about the BYU fan base. Oh my God, Tyler Algier's a stud. Oh, Tyler Algier turned it over? Well, it must have been the Reigns' fault. Must have been someone else's (laughs) fault, not Tyler Algier. Right. It is Tyler Algier's fault that he fumbled the damn football. It's it's that simple. And and all you have to say is, yeah, you know, he fumbled the ball. He didn't play his best game, and now we gotta move on to next week. That's, that's all it. it is.
0: That's it. I just yeah, let's create a station. Get us all to pitch in. Yeah, Brandon White said you should. Yeah, start a GoFundMe. me. <laughs> because I'm t- I'm telling you, if Salt Lake City had a third radio station, a sports talk station that was truly independent, yeah, you would be able to make s- the money that would be made in year two would be, but you have to have the wherewithal to get through year one. Yeah, you know, and that's why that's why so many people. Do what we do. Like, a lot of people ask us all the time, well, why aren't you guys on the radio? Well, we could be, but why would we be right now? They're, like, uh, what are you going to do? Go to ESPN 700 or 1280? Go to the zone? Like, you, you're, you're dictated by your corporate daddy at that point. And I'm telling you, I would guess that Bonneville's not going to tell anybody that's a talk show host in this town what to say, but you know what to say and how to say it. You know what's acceptable and what's not. And I think the, it's the frustration with the ESPN 700. One, they won't go local in mornings. And so there's not an investment in that infrastructure. And you're never going to be critical of the team that you're, you're in bed with. And it makes it very difficult to get, to get real, critically acclaimed sports talk radio. It's the difference. It's why, like, again, and I'll just use the Bears ex- as an example. The Bears are on uh, WBBM in Chicago which is owned by the same company that owns the score, 670 in Chicago. And the score is very critical of the Bears. Very critical of the Bears. Will 1280 be very critical of BYU, which is owned essentially by the church? BYU is the church. BYU's games are on KSL, which is Bonneville, which is owned by the church. <laughs> Back to the top. <laughs> right? And who, who now manages 1280 of the zone? God bless. Bonneville so will 1280 the Come zone on. today will 1280 the zone today question Kalani Sataki for having Jaron Hall on the field. No, no, they will not. They will not. It's that simple. No. And don't be surprised when they don't like don't, <laughs> you know, and, and again, I just think it's, you it is what it have,
1: is. You cannot have unbiased. Hey, here's what we saw. Let's talk about it. Conversation. When you're owned by the church, it, it, and and it's not even again, and this is what the point I was making about Algier or or Jaren or whatever, like it's not those radio hosts' fault. It it's it's not that they're bad radio hosts. It is it is the setup and the culture at the station that that dictates. How they can go about it, which is why you need somebody who is not owned by the church, which is why you need somebody
0: who isn't owned by the Utah Jazz. Like, that's what you need. And uh, it's one of those things where you are so reliant on revenue to run a radio station. That's why it's very difficult to have open, honest discussions about difficult topics in this town. It is it's a very unique market. Uh, Angry Astley says BYU's defense did their job. The offense sucks. So jaron off the damn field and fix the g- the fumbling issue. That's it's that simple. Could be that simple. Um, Spencer Morgan says 1280 went after you, Monty. I don't talk about business like that. We don't. I don't put anybody else's business out there. We never talk about things that happen behind the scenes. Um, why are you not? Why are we talking about Algier when Lopini fumbled twice? We talked about Lopini. I mean it, it's it's the
1: same conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it's you you got to be better. You it's have to room. be better. Have you guys heard of BYU Sports Nation? Yeah. But it's own Again. You're not going to get critical commentary on that. And this is the Ben Crittle conversation. Yeah. Ben Crittle's never going to criticize BYU. it it, it, it How can he? Yeah. How can he?
1: But again, uh, we need to preface this by saying that doesn't make Ben Criddle a bad dude. It no. doesn't like make him like. I I feel like what we do is we say, oh man, they're they're biased in a positive way. How did we get into this conversation? I don't know. The, dude. Medi-
0: the, the, the the when you're paid by somebody else, you are beholden to somebody else. Yeah, it's that simple, right? Like you're not going to. And listen, we talk BYU in Utah and Utah Jazz because that's what the bulk of our listenership wants to hear. Right? Like, I'm beholden to one person, and that's our audience. That's it. I'm not beholden to a corporate daddy. Nobody tells us how to or what to talk about. You guys
1: realize we could roll up on this show and talk F1 if we wanted to. If we wanted to. Like, that's the beautiful but who's thing about listen? podcasts. Right. And that's the point. Right? That's, that's the point. Yeah. Like, the point is is that, is that we're the, the – the, and this is kind of what I'm getting at. The You have to understand the dynamic of, uh, you know, radio station versus podcast versus something like BYU Nation. Right? Like, like you're, and not just us, like any podcast you listen to typically is going to be just doing whatever they want to do. Now, this show, I think part of the reason we're so successful or have been so far is because we're locked on, you know, what people want to be talking no, about. No, it's because
0: we give stuff away. Okay. Yeah. Here. Here's a free Xbox. You want one? <laughs> uh, Spencer says, Oh, you mean they went over 1320? What does that mean, Spencer? Greg Hawkins says, I only tune into ESPN 700. Wow. Uh, only tune in to the PN seven hundred if I was away from home and couldn't watch the games. Never tuned in for anything else. Spence Jekets is a fine host. Yeah. He's a good host. I I I can I can listen to him. Boise's D caused those turnovers. Not much said how good Boise played. I dude. Well, you just tuned in. I did say that actually. Jeremy Bolton says, Yep, BYU's defense was put in a bad spot. Boise State only had two touchdowns, which Jake said. We're pretty much handed to them. Yeah, thirty-eight total yards to get those two scores.
1: Yeah, and that's why I say, like, with all due respect to, and again, I'm I'm not criticizing that whoever just said that about about Boise. Like, like I think a lot of people think it's the respectful thing to do to say, well, we got to give the other team respect for causing those turnovers. No, we actually don't. <laughs> we yeah. don't because I don't believe that Peeney or Tyler should be turning the football over like that, mainly because they never do. Yeah. and that's why that's why we believe. That the only reason those turnovers happened is because, and this is all credit to you, this is his take, like, you know, they were overcompensating because they knew that Jaron wasn't 100%. Yeah, it's hero ball. They Yeah, hero ball, exactly. It's yeah. Donovan taking shots from 35 feet against the Clippers. I mean, it's the same idea.
0: Uh, Blacko92 says, BYU sucks and their running backs don't see back dirt. Don't see the hype, okay? There's not a football club or there's not a football team in this country that wouldn't want Tyler Algier as their number one running back. Not one. So I'm not sure which BYU team you watch, or you probably know. K. Nurin says, just hold on to the ball. Everyone's going to play us hard now that BYU is in the Big 12. Definitely agree. Need to bring an a game. Every game or BYU will lose more games. Yeah, Definitely there's no agree. question about that. Uh, Greg Hawkins said, would 100% listen to a commentary of you guys during the game, like a game broadcast? Yeah, that's pretty much illegal. Uh, (laughs) oh, BYU sports nation. You actually have one guy criticize him. Yeah. Look, I don't mind Jerem Jordan. I don't, I mean, but again, I think, you know what you're getting. You know, I think you know what you're getting. Uh, Patrick Beecroft says, BYU should have started with Romney as QB. He's got a concussion. He wasn't available. He was not available to play. Romney's brain was scrambled, so he couldn't go. Exactly right. Yeah. All right. You want to talk NFL? (sighs) Man. Best team in the National Football League is who? Mm, Probably got to go to the Chargers right now. Or the Cowboys.
1: One of those two. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills would have a... Bills have something to say about it, too. But I think that... I think that the I think the Bills are a good team. There's no doubt about it. I did pick them to win last week, and and I think you know the Chiefs are just not playing good football right now. I don't know how you explain it. I don't know where they went, but they're just not the Chiefs that we all know and love. So I feel like there isn't a best team in the NFL right now. I feel like there's three teams, which would be the Bills, the Chargers, and the Dallas Cowboys. Those three teams are are really powerful right now, and of course you got the TB12s who are always in the conversation. So. I think, I I think really it's those four teams and then it's everybody else.
0: I don't know if there's a a quarterback I would take right now over Justin Herbert. I mean, I just think he's playing elite football. Yeah. Um, I look at some of the performances we saw yesterday. I don't know that we saw a better one than Justin Herbert against the Browns. I mean, just repeatedly, repeatedly making incredible throw after throw. Yeah. Running for a first down. Um, you know, and then I, I, if you ask me who the best team is, I don't overall get the feeling that the Arizona Cardinals are in that discussion. They're close. I don't trust cliff Kingsbury yet. And they play, they make a lot of bad decisions with the football, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe they're risk takers. I don't know, but if, if I have to pick one team, that's the best team in the NFL, I'm probably taking the Rams or the Dallas Cowboys. I love the way the Cowboys are playing defense right now. I mean, Diggs is, you know, playing some of the best corner in in the NFL. Um, I think right now, if I had to vote for an MVP to be Dak Prescott, Um, his story, his bounce back, the way his ball placement has gotten so much better. Um, And I think that injury, as gruesome as it was, could really be a blessing in disguise because he is playing incredible football right now.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's, I, I completely agree. You know, I, I think the thing with the Cardinals that, that I have hesitations about, Um, yes, Kingsbury, but more the way they're winning games. And and what I mean is, is you're getting a lot of, a lot of, you know, late game heroics with DeAndre Hopkins to have to win some of these games. Yes. And I don't love that idea. I, I more love what I saw to Justin Herbert yesterday or, or, or even Baker. I know they lost a the game, but I thought Baker and the Browns still played well. You know, which is, hey, we're going to drive this football down the field. We're going to, you know, make great throws, consistent throws, throws that should be completed. And by the way, we're going to hand it off to Austin Eckler, who is going to punish you. And and I, and I think that we can't forget about this guy. So often we want to talk about, you know, Zeke and and, and and all these other backs in the league. And I feel like Austin Eckler just does not get talked about. And the guy is just absolutely demolishing people. So, yeah, I I, I to me, I think it's probably the Chargers this week at the end of the year could be a different story.
0: Yeah, I don't think Baker Mayfield played well. I don't love Baker Mayfield as a quarterback. Um, you know, particularly I don't like that I feel like he I think he limits them. Now, they're without their two best wide receivers. Any quarterback's going to struggle without their two best wide receivers. But I think I think big, the hype around Baker Mayfield's a bit much for me. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the you know, the Cardinals are going to have to do it week in and week out. And I just, For a while. I just don't get the idea that they're going to be able to do that. I mean, that yeah, defense. When I woke up
1: this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Well,
0: I'm sure you were big, but that defense is um, – in Arizona is really good. I mean, there is no doubt about that. That defense in Arizona is really good. And when he's on, verticality is – Little Kyler. You know, little Kyler, my little buddy. Um, you know, it, you know. I have to be careful not to knee him in the face when I, I stand up or walk. But anyway, the point is. Um, <laughs> Guy's got a great arm. Yeah, little little Kyler can play. He can sling it. You know, I, I the problem is I don't think they run the ball well enough. No. Or consistently enough. So we'll see. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I went undefeated in picks this week with the exception of um, the fighting Nagy's. Bro, you literally picked
1: against your team. How does that make you feel as a Bears fan?
0: Um, well, the racist John Gruden in the Raiders really let me down. Um, probably too much. There, <laughs> um, <laughs> We clear on that. I'm shocked at how poorly the Raiders played. Derek Carr is just was so wildly inconsistent. Just take a dice and easy, okay? Just relax. I thought for sure we were gonna lose the game we because I'm you know the fifty yeah, fourth man team. on the Chicago yeah. Bears roster. Yeah. Uh I thought we were gonna lose the game when Fire Crotch came back in after Justin Fields hyper extended his fire lead. crotch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the Red Rocket, um, which is what most women call Andy Dalton. Uh uh-huh. Um, you know, was in for like two snaps and then thankfully he went and sat his ass on the bench. Um um Justin Fields is our starting quarterback from for, for, for here to four. And I just I'm thrilled they won the game, but 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 please God don't let this save Matt Nagy's job. I think that's HIPAA. I mean, that's not HIPAA, actually. Uh I'm really worried that this will save his job. Um, you know. One win will save his job. I love it. He's an asshole. The new Arlington Bears are gonna be really Can't good, dude. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Um, the Chicago Bears of Arlington Heights. They bought a horse track. How? Dude, how? Because usually horse racing's more more enjoyable than Chicago Bears football in Hagee. You, you know bags. what I'm saying? By the way, by the way, I'll also say, you know, one of the worst decisions the Bears ever made was trading for Khalil Mack. Khalil he Mack. He actually played well yesterday. You know? I don't know. I, I'm I'm still pretty convinced that Rams win the other night was the biggest one of the biggest wins of the week. Yeah, I think the Rams needed that and that they're four and it was one clutch for sure. That I mean, that was
1: a hell of a game and it was. Yeah,
0: they're two and zero on the road. I'm telling you, the Rams call that the broken finger game. Yeah, uh, fuck them. I like I'm so <laughs> over the Seahawks. Like I'm serious. Like I, I am not a Seahawks guy. I'm not. Um, I, I actually you know what? I look at the games yesterday and there you know, there are obviously every week there's meaningless games. Falcons and Jets doesn't matter. You know, like my mom could have won that game. But it's from Wembley. Yeah, I know. Like tonight, Colts and Ravens. Who cares? Mm, neat. Playoff baseball? Uh yes. NBA preseason? Yes. Yes. WNBA playoffs? No. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm. I... By the way, dude. By the way,
1: you're cold blooded, bro.
0: <laughs> I hate the Green Bay Packers too. Uh... I can't stand the Packers. Why? like Aaron Rodgers, like you're Aaron fucking Rodgers. Cut your hair, like you're you're just a jerk. Like I that guy, I want to break that guy's face. Like I just, you know how you look at some guys and you're like, God, I hate your face. Like Aaron I will downsize your face with a shot! I look at Aaron Rodgers' face and I'm like, you're a cross-eyed son of a biscuit, and oh, I just want to, what a yeah. Loser. I just like he's that guy you just want to punch in the face. Yeah, mainly because he's really good. Um, you know. Yeah. I do. It is what it is. Yeah. Teddy Wayman says, I think the Bills might be the best team in the league after watching them destroy Kansas City. How about that weather delay? It's clutch, dude. Big yeah. win. All right. Are we going to pick the winner or what? Yeah, dude. All right. Let's give away a Traeger Ironwood six fifty. Um with all the accoutrements.
1: Am I picking or are you picking? Uh I I'll pick I don't care. Okay, you pick. Okay. This is by the way, this is a this is a Jordan four PSG box right here. Just just want to point that out.
0: Jordan 4 PSG you know right? what I mean like let's do this let's, let's go me. he's
1: sifting through all the names
0: and I am going to go all the way under all the way
1: all right I have the name in my hand okay you have the name now again before you before you reveal the name
0: what's the giveaway what's what's the giveaway oh here? wow I'm actually excited so about the this giveaway name. is right a traeger a traeger Ironwood 650. Depending on availability, because they've been a little sketch. Yeah. Um, a cover and a bag of pellets. Okay. A bag of pellets of your choice. And we may throw in some seasoning, probably not. Um, that's what this giveaway is to announce. And
1: we've been we've been working on this giveaway since we were at a thousand subs. So this we've added what, fifteen hundred subs, right?
0: Fifteen hundred and thirty something subs since then.
1: Okay. So, all right. I think we're ready. All right. Are there any last-minute comments here before we name the name?
0: Twenty-five hundred and thirty-three subscribers on this show. Okay, twenty-five thirty-three. So let's give it away. Okay, go ahead. Who is it? Who's the, the winner? Name? Yeah, of the Traeger Ironwood six hundred and fifty mm-hmm. is Chris Carn. Chris Carn is Damn. the winner. Okay, of the Traeger Ironwood six hundred and fifty, and the funny thing is about this. I'm pretty sure and I I have a lot of notifications. Um but I'll go back and maybe I can find Chris on Twitter. I'll go back and find Chris Carn. Uh-huh. And I'm pretty sure he called his shot.
1: I'm Did he really? pretty
0: sure. October 8th, Chris Carn said, "Please sub to this channel. I need a new smoker and they have great sports takes." <laughs> and he tagged us in his subscription. Wow he pretty much called his shot. Damn. So Chris Karn, congratulations, my friend. Uh I hope he's in Utah.
1: Dude, I don't I don't know where I don't know
0: anything about Chris Carr. Oh man, I his, never even thought take. about that. Chris, um I mean I misread the name. Uh, <laughs> We should have rigged it for somebody that was uh, in Utah. By
1: the way, Chris, I don't know if Chris lis- is Chris. Chris, if you're listening, can you comment, please? Yeah, we'll C- see if can, Chris is yeah, on. Yeah, if 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 you're not, you got to DM DM Monty on Twitter.
0: Uh, James Knight says, "I'm betting my name wasn't in that box." Oh, it's in there. Oh, it's definitely. It's, in I mean, there, I, I looked for it so I could avoid it. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Uh, and um, LOL. Chris is in Australia. Stop. Yeah. Stop. If, is he really? Dude, do you know how much it's going to be to ship? Well, we're we, we going to go ahead and send Chris a gift card, and he can buy his ass a Yeah, he Australia, can buy himself a so – we'll send him a Visa gift card, Dan, because I ain't – you know. You have a deal. You know. Congrats, Chris Tanner says. End, end of nuts. Endo nuts. D's nuts? Said, if the pack continues their network, which few watch, would this affect BYU and possibly BSU if invited to the Big 12 to poach Pac-12? Would recruits seek TV exposure?
1: I think they already are.
0: Yeah. I, 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 the Pac 12 is a joke. The Pac 12 is. By the way, before we get off the giveaway train here, let's not get distracted. The next giveaway is the Xbox. So we're going to give the Xbox um, Series S Five. 120 frame rates of power. Frame rate per second? Sure. Okay, okay. whatever. Yeah, cool. Um, right. And it is uh, a 512 gigabyte solid state. Uh, drive and stuff with variable the I'm the best there is. refresh rates in a high dynamic range. It's and tough. there's no disc in it. Uh, get on the internet, douchebag. Yeah, I know what time it is. Yeah, you know what time it is. 3,000 subscribers will give away this Xbox. Um, so if you're already in the shoebox, you're um, already entered. You're already entered. Yep. Um, if you are new to the show, make sure that you take a picture that you are subscribed. Tag us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, or TikTok, The Monty Show. M O N T Y, The Monty Show. And you must tag us both. Yeah. SLC Super douche. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, or no, wait, Super Cars. Good, good. SLC Super Cars. <laughs> Super actually sounds kind of funny. It is kind of funny. <laughs> I agree.
1: Okay. Has Chris um, DM'd you yet? Has the winner DM'd Chris has not
0: DM'd me yet. Okay. He hasn't DM'd um, you Let me tweet at him and, and see. I'll say to him, um, I'll be like, well, hey, guess what? Hey, look here, Chris. Hey, guess what? You won. He's literally typing out this tweet right now. Darn thing. DM, bro.
1: <laughs> Put bro. <laughs> Chris. If you're not on Twitter, you need to get on Twitter. There we go. Right. Find, find right. the Monty Show on Twitter so you can see all I this. I tweeted it.
0: So, um, all right. yeah. And just when we give these things away, we always like to say thank you for watching. Thank you for being here every day. Thank you for listening on the audio podcast. Um, you know, we try to give stuff away on a regular basis because you guys really take care of this show. You know, without you guys, we wouldn't do this show. Um, and we try to save you from things like The Squid on Netflix. Okay. It's not The Squid. What is it? Squid Game. Squid Game. Don't even look for it, it's bro. A- we're
1: not talking about ocean life
0: here, bro. We're talking <laughs> about people dying. Squid Game's a waste of time. No, it's um, not. So, I thought the end was incredibly disappointing.
1: I personally would like an apology.
0: Were you awake for the end? Yes, I was. Okay. I thought the end of Squid Game was incredibly disappointing.
1: Um, and it, I'm not. It, <sighs> Okay, so when you're watching a show that's like got uh, ten episodes on Netflix, one of my pet peeves that I see a lot with these shows is episode like like seven. Like an episode between seven and nine, right? The episodes leading up to the finale. One of those episodes notoriously is like ten minutes. A real short episode, right? Like yeah. you're left feeling like, wait, that's a whole wait, episode. That was it? And then you get to see or uh, episode ten. And the ending is like, wait, you guys, it That's felt like it? you guys were rushed. It felt like you guys could have done more. That's it. You know, and so then I'm like, okay, well maybe on episode eight or nine, you shouldn't have done 10 minutes of content. You should have done more to set yourself up. Yeah. Overall though, bomb show. Felt like it was really good. And I think the point, and and it's a great point. I And I think we need to get back to this in, in American culture. It's not about the, it's not about the fact that it's a star doing the acting. No, as long as the acting is quality, as long as the, the show is really good. People are going to stay to the point. And if you haven't seen squid game, go and watch it. It is. I I think it's, I'm not going to say it's must see TV, but I definitely think it's super entertaining. It is really good.
0: Um, Cade. Christlieb says squid game was bad. Super predictable. I agree. There was a predictability factor. But we knew Mrs. Monty and I had a pretty good idea who the last two were going to be right out of the gate. But, yeah. Why anyway. does that bother people so much? Because I I I want uh, I don't want it to be predictable. But, wait, the thing about Squid Games is episode, like, episode one, eh, two through seven-ish, phenomenal. One, eight, and nine. I want to say it was one, eight, and nine especially in episode one and episode nine are completely frustrating. One's a waste of time. It gets off to a slow start and then MFers start getting killed. And it's like, okay, now I can perk up and pay attention. <laughs> Did I not say that too? Yeah. Well, I
1: literally slept through the first episode and I was like, wake me up when people start dying, when this show gets good.
0: And then in eight, <laughs> the ultimate fight happens and you're like, all right, I can get down with that. Yeah. And then in episode nine, it's just a complete sh- like sham. The whole damn thing's a sham. Like it's so frustrating, and I say this a lot about season and series finales. I said this about Homeland. Complete joke. What a sham! How many people know what Homeland
1: is? Homeland's been off the
0: Homeland on Showtime. Great is, series. Is
1: Homeland still playing? No, no. It's it, been you retired, can right?
0: Yeah, but you can stream it. Yeah. But my point is the way you end, and this was clearly set up for a season two. By definitely, the way, right? Definitely. But episode nine of season one, of Squid Game, is completely frustrating. It is an absolute waste of time. That's
1: the short one, right?
0: No. That's the last episode of the series. Then eight was the short one. Eight was the short one. Yeah. Or some whatever it was. Completely frustrating. I hated the way it ended. What do you think of the show
1: itself though? Like outside of, of that. Oh, and the and marble the
0: marble episode is riveting. Um, it is emotional. It is. Mrs. Monty cried. She did. But she cried like you fart and she cries. <laughs> like, I mean, she my wife cries at the death of the air that you farted in. Right. Like, I mean, she she's sitting right here. So she does not appreciate that. Um, she's dressed in all cream today, which. OK, Whoa. do you. Uh, the point is. <laughs> I should stop. My wife That's did cry. Peak. Yeah, she gets. she gets emotional. Yeah. The marble episode is emotional of Squid Game. I think the Red Light Green Light episode epic. is epic. Um I really actually enjoyed the glass episode. Mhm. game changer for the series. But it's the whole thing it's a it's great. The middle episodes are phenomenal. The beginning and the end of Squid Game is completely What what
1: are the commenters saying on on Squid Game?
0: Um I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Can't read that one. Um, nope. Can't read that one either. Um, <laughs> Provo Pip Harvey sh- you says, Good morning, gents. I would not be freaking out if I was BYU. They still have some good games played, ranked in the top 25, and are getting recruits. Truth.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Really quick. We have Get Up on in the background. Yes. Did anybody notice that Dan Campbell was crying in yes, the post game for his players? Literally, like, dude, you're what is this week five and you're already crying? He
0: said he, the reason he's crying is he said I wanted that win for my players and yeah, it hurts well, so much that well, we didn't get it. Yeah, well, well, because you're the because you're not very good at footballing, dude. Yeah, call Barry Sanders. Um, um, red light, green light was not episode one. No, red light, green light was episode two
1: or three. Something like that. Yeah, because yeah, episode, episode one is just showing how the guy is in. You know, debt and it's, you know, it's 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 kind of a gnarly little thing. You know, now I have to go back. Now we got to get out the old iPhone 13 Pro Max one terabyte gold and do a Google search.
0: Yeah. You know, we're waiting results. Episode two is called hell. Okay. Maybe Squid Game or maybe Red Light Green Light was at the end of episode one.
1: I feel I thought it was okay. episode two. Was it? All right, episode Brandon, one? you were right. Fine, Brandon. Brandon. Fine.
0: Whatever, Brandon, Fine. who won an Xbox on the show? Um, um, wait. What? Did, what do you mean he knew? He knew. Brian Clegg says, "Wait, how peeps know who won before you pulled the name?"
1: What are you talking about? He
0: didn't know he won. He called his shot on Twitter, and he happened to have won. So, wait here we go. You have to tweet a picture that you're subscribed yeah, to the dude. show.
1: You can go on. That's why I say get on Twitter. You can go and see it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, anyway, my point is, um, I just think that it is Squid Games. It, you should watch it. D- it's not something to watch with your kids, by the way. Please do no, not watch Squid no, Game with your no, kid. No, no. Put your kids to bed and then watch Squid Game.
1: How, how long did it take you to get used to the fact that it, like the whole the translation thing where they, the character or the actors themselves are not speaking English? It's like, OK, a so
0: you need to know this as well. It's a it's a South Korean production um and so there are subtitles you don't really notice it it's it's dubbed in english if there is a a, in english dub. you don't notice it i barely noticed it at all they translate their subtitles for things you have to read um but it's really well done yeah it's really well done it it didn't bother me that much i don't
1: know that it's ever been done to this level before for in you know the u.s market But,
0: but again The pandemic changed things it did yes and you're looking at netflix now becoming netflix and prime video have exploded because of this their budgets have gone up exponentially and they're buying content at a rate that i don't think we've ever seen before yeah because of the pandemic and the the thirst uh you know the thirst and the need for content yep so agreed and by the way this was also a three thousand dollar snowboarding weekend yes yes okay
1: so first question when you spend a bunch of money do you immediately have buyer's remorse like immediately my
0: wife totally does well
1: right but that's why that's why i
0: don't at all i don't buy things emotionally okay what does that um well i mean like my wife went out one day and bought a hot tub Uh it was like hey honey hey honey i bought a hot tub i was like okay Seems like a great opportunity to slip and splash. That's not what happened. Actually, uh, we went to the hot tub show and bought a hot tub, but we thought about that ahead of time. It's not like we just walked in there and were like, "Oh, hey, there's a hot tub show. Let's spend ten G's." We we thought about it. Okay. Um, we the um, now we didn't know that the deck would be seven grand and the freaking electrical would be two grand. It's really unfair. So it's not a ten thousand dollar hot tub. It's a twenty thousand dollar hot tub. Yeah. Um, But we don't generally spend um, emotionally Mm -hmm. on things. So I don't often have buyer's remorse. Right. I mean, you know, like food, I have buyer's remorse. (laughs) But um, no. So we went to great lengths to make sure that we were back in Utah for this season. And this is why we work out so much. This is why we talk about nutrition so much. Because, I mean, the the only reason we... We are working out so hard as to make sure that when the winter comes that we can snowboard the hell out of Park City Mountain Resort. Yeah. And so we're pass holders. So that's nine hundred dollars. Epic
1: pass. Holders. Epic pass. So holders. That's yeah. not just a City. global. That, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Global. We can yeah. go to
0: any Vale Resort in the world and snowboard. Um, I was going to say snowboard for free. No, we paid. Um. So, like, we'll go to Tahoe. We'll go to Denver this year. Yeah. Um. You know, like, we'll we'll be around. I'd love, love, love to get to Mammoth again this year, even though it's not a Vail resort. But I would love to. But anyway, here, no, there. So this weekend we went to the best board shop in the world, Salty Peaks, uh, off a thirty third here in. It's up off of like... It's off of 215 at 35. Yeah, 215 at right by. It's right
1: by Parlays. If you don't know it, go check it out. Yeah,
0: Salty Peaks. Um, we went and we bought new boards. I kept my old bindings because I have uh, Burton Cartel bindings, which are some of the best bindings in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bought a new uh, T-Rice board. It is a Lib Tech T-Rice Pro. Um, you got the GNU rider's choice, rider's G2X. choice. And my wife got en- an endless summer board. Um, that's got like triple camber in it. Like, so we spent, we spent bread. Yeah. My wife got a, a spaceship tight helmet. Um, she got like these goggles. So you got the new boots. Yeah. So she spends like millions of dollars and then so she's like, Hey, can you, uh, honey, can you work some overtime this week? I need I a new pair of shoes. Fuck cuz my wife doesn't work. She doesn't earn any money. No,
1: she doesn't have, you know, a big time job or anything, so it's fine.
0: No, she spends my money and stuff. Um, and then I got to do the dishes last night too, which is amazing. You know. Um, no. <laughs> so, but this is my philosophy. Like we grind a lot. Yeah. Like we work hard. My wife works probably 50-60 hours a week. Um, obviously, you know we talked about it on the show. We work a ton of hours every week doing this, doing yelp, doing other stuff. So, we all grind pretty hard. So, I have no buyer's remorse. Neither. I spent like three grand this weekend and would spend three more if my wife wouldn't So have buyer's just remorse. Just to recap,
1: just to recap. So get contacts on Thursday, last Thursday. Yes. Right. Saturday, spent like four hundred bucks at Oakland new sunglasses. Yes. Then we go to Salty Peaks, like fifteen hundred bucks at Salty Peaks. So yeah.
0: Expensive weekend, but yeah. Hey, yeah. You
1: know. Work hard, play hard, you know? Yeah.
0: Uh, Eric C. says the snowboarding women of Utah aren't ready for Jake's season. This oh, season.
1: I, I'm going to be. Dude, and that, and then you know what else comes this week? My uh, my new snowboarding clothes. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Tomorrow, they're going to show up. I'm going to be su- super excited on that.
0: Yeah, how fun was that? I tried on my snowboarding pants that I haven't worn in five years, and they fit. Yeah, dude. And the waist is actually a little big. Yeah. So I'm Mine excited about that. I had
1: to buy new ones, but, you know, it's fine. Badass. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know. It is what it is. Greg Hawkins says you're adding value to your hot tub. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be in that hot tub a lot. Yeah. Brandon Whiteside says, I listened to a TikTok that they poorly translated the Squig game that it would be better with more authentic translations. Nah, I'm Uh, fine. Okay. I love Squig. I I love the technology of it. Yeah. Yeah. On the Monty scale of awesomeness, it's like a 2 out of 10. Oh, come on. Uh, no, it's come like a... On. Th- I give it like a six and a half. Yeah. I give it like a six and a half. Yeah. Um, But, you know... It's
1: not in the conversations of best show ever, but it's a good show. Uh,
0: he, Okay, so Cade Chris Lieb says, Red Light, Green Light was end of episode one, and it was amazing. Cade Chris Lieb also says, episode two had no games. Episode two is when they all went back home. Oh, that's right. that's right. That's the right. The best one. There's an episode where they like... <laughs> they turn all the lights off and they all attack each other. That was
1: epic man that had call of duty vibes written all over
0: it i'm telling you that marble episode god almighty
1: anybody in the comments snowboard
0: we got anybody that rides um brian clegg says i just just have slow connection okay um you know it is what it is uh i i yeah does anybody here snow and please greg hawkins says i do been boarding since i was 12 i'm 42 now damn you're old Oh, um, gosh. I'm going to be 49 in a couple of months
1: and kick a person when he's down
0: jeez by the way by the way just want to say Saturday dude got it in bro 10 reps 225 no, in, problem. Bro. no problem no problem 100 on the d- dumbbell bench press 225 yes. on the barbell Yes, getting it in baby yes. great back workout yesterday do you even lift you know we're doing it right because Mrs. Monty is not going to lift with us anymore <laughs> She proclaimed <laughs> that um, that we're dumb Dude. and we don't know what we're doing, and that she's embarrassed to be seen with us. Crack this thing up! We're out of here. Yeah, she's like, no, no, so she won't be lifting with us anymore. That's it is what it is, you know. You know it's fine. It it's hurts not a my problem. feelings. So.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay.
0: Never said that. And anyway, <laughs> she's like, never said that in yeah. the background. She, we do pro- what's called progressive overload. Um, cause all, all, I care overload. about right now is now I've, I think I've gained strength. So I'm just going to pound legs and do cardio for the next month. Yeah, now it's cut time. Now it's cut time. It's now. It's cut time now. It's time, time, so, time to get going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, Hey, I'm 40. I'm a man. <laughs> Jake. I'm, I'm trying Jake? I'm coming. I'm coming. Jake? I'm coming. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm a man. That's so get your facts straight. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Uh, no, we've all been working out really, really Hard. Like, I mean that hike last weekend, my calves have finally recovered. <laughs> um, I all I can say is that yes, by the way, I have bigger calves than Kyle Whittingham. Okay. Um so nice. you know, it just is what it is. Um I snowboarded when I was in Utah, started on a Kemper rampage, Ramiro said. Nice dude. Nice. Nice, bro. I'm really excited. I feel like our setups are all dialed in. We now each have a backup board and oh a yeah, wait. So we didn't board. finish the
1: store at the shop.
0: So we got snowboard bindings, and new goggles. This step-in technology binding stuff is amazing. Yeah, My wife is all about it. Now, I wear a ginormous size 15 shoe because I'm hung like a horse. <laughs> um, so I have a huge foot. Uh, you know, that's a cougar, not a horse. My bad, uh, sorry. I know you're confused. These sorry, uh, my bad. But my point is that I can't get step-in technology. Um, Burton now has a, a binding where you can just step into it. It's amazing. My wife, of course, is gonna get I that. really like the cartels that we had. I, yeah. I love that
1: binding. Like
0: it's, yeah. yeah, I may have to at some point when I if I ever have any money again, because I'm broke now. Right. Um, mainly because Wayman Brothers construction is gouging me on this deck. Damn it, Teddy. <laughs> he's done that this has been the best money I've ever spent. Yeah, dude they're knocking it out. That I mean, deck they're, they're is incredible. It, dude. Um he's actually not price gouging me at all um like they put the railing on and they put the side panel on the deck and now they're they they're doing the form to pour the concrete i will say the steps are a little bit of an adjustment not that yeah. that's a criticism of them they're just no super. yeah it, it's yeah. tracks material yeah. for the deck so yeah. we may have to put some stick tape on there or something but i love it uh slaying some pow bra? exactly Dude, right.
1: I'm, I'm telling you try, trying trying i would love you know You guys trying to ride? Let's do it, Yeah, let's
0: all ride together. Make sure you bring your sister so Jake has some companionship. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I know what time it is. You know, uh, (laughs) Provo Pit Barbecue says, I ski, shredding is not in my blood. Okay. Well, you've got 11, you know, smoker pits in your backyard. We can forgive you. Uh, Kate Chrisley says I used to board hit a tree hard and luckily walked away with no life-threatening injuries decided boarding wasn't fun for me
1: backcountry is not where it's at I'm not a big backcountry guy no at all no
0: um oh god Ace's wife oh boy direct message from Ace oh boy do you guys talk about anything other than how much money you make and spend it's a little repulsive
1: well Ace you know what it is man it's 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 our show so you know
0: do we talk about our do we talk about it that
1: much I think people ask us about it constantly
0: well I mean we live and our we lives are, and though.
1: we are and and you know you guys renovating your house and putting in backyards and stuff you know
0: you know yeah i I, I don't know I just I don't uh, Brian Clegg says slaying some pal bra used to work at the bird really see go.
1: i I've never been to snowbird Never been, never been, never been to Brighton, never been to the Cottonwood Resort. Teddy
0: Wayman says, "I'll have a word with Alma if he's gouging you." No, don't. He's he's, he's not, not, dude. He's not. He, we were just joking. Please do not have a word with Alma. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, please don't, don't, don't. please. No, that, I mean Wayman Brothers has been amazing. I mean, it's it's been amazing. I'm thrilled with our deck. All right, I think that's it.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. Is that all we? If that wasn't enough.
0: Yeah, we're out of time. Yeah. But yeah, congratulations. Chris Karn won the smoker. Chris, uh, DM me. I hit you on Twitter. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, I'm a solitude guy. Jeremy Bolton says, Snowbird is fantastic. Uh, Snowbird's better than anything in Park City. Tanner says, snowbird is awesome. The powder is fantastic. James Knight says, Monty, are we not allowed to humiliate Jake with lowbrow comments about his sex life? Oh, you are. Absolutely. You are. I mean, it's part of the show. How'd that date go yesterday? Oh, that's right. She canceled. Yeah, I was too busy um, at the snowboard shop, you know. Brian Clake says, they're all fantastic. Even Sundance. Let's not get carried away. Take it easy. Yeah, you were... You're that date
1: we ain't, we ain't got time tomorrow we'll talk about it tomorrow for sure we can that date went well yeah it was a great date yeah i it was it was awesome i went to the snowboard shop by myself it was no, awesome what you
0: did is you went to the car guy and had your headlights adjusted yeah instead of getting late yeah all right uh make sure you hit subscribe we're giving away this uh xbox at three thousand subscribers that's only like 467 away it's not long
1: that's probably and a, we a week will and ship
0: globally on the xbox we got. we are we sent one to uh brocock
1: no 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 Grocock but then the girl before that.
0: Oh and, uh yeah in uh, uh Malaysia?
1: Philippines Philippines Philippines, Philippines. Philippines. yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Alright. Until tomorrow, I'll say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.